is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under arrest. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. And I just want to Tonight, Mr. Wanton, Stunkite. Gentlemen, this is the Democracy Manifest. Recording from a This is World Champion Podcast, Season 3. My name is Brighton. And I'm Sean. We are two gentlemen who recently signed a lucrative contract with the mysterious Senor Oro del Burro. Now we have the pleasure of recording the greatest podcast in the world. We talk about anything and everything we feel like. Mostly we shine a light on the forgotten and obscure corners of pop culture. We talk about other mysteries of the world. We talk good. That's that's what I'm going to stop at. Okay. Close enough. You just never know what you're going to get with this show. We talk good. Just, we, we talk just good. simplify it down to that bizarro speak. Yeah. Bizarro Superman. Let's just make the whole show like that. Me talk good. We talk good. I like it. Saw a movie. <laughs> Not good. Very bad. Very bad. Acting bad. Acting bad. Fire bad. Every time now it's Incredible Hulk review. Movie yeah. review session. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Season four, folks. We're, we're taking your feedback. We're not really taking your feedback. No. Um, yeah, it's just, you never know what you're going to get. Case in point tonight, mm-hmm. I had a whole thing planned out. It's derailed. It's been totally derailed. Right. Now, the feedback I hear when people stop me on the streets of the ski village, not Smogville. We don't right. go to Smogville anymore. We don't anymore. really go down there often. But this, on, on top of Mount, uh, you know, I, I don't know the name of the mountain. It's Mount we Smog, to, I guess. I, yeah, it's above the smog. It's pristine. The white sheen of freshly fallen pow pow. I know it's beautiful up it's here. It's absolutely beautiful. So when I'm walking around, you know, the ski village, the chalet, sip my hot cocoa, mm-hmm. rewrapping my scarf over and over again. Walking in your ski boots, you're clunking along, clunk, Just clunk, clunking clunk, along, clunk, yeah, clunk, clunk, yeah. Clunk, like, like Mega Man. And then snow pants, so it's like, yeah, mittens, sipping hot cocoa in a, in a big mittened paw. <laughs> uh, people say like, hey, I, I like the show, but I want. More angry tirades. Oh. I want, I want to hear World Champion Podcast unfiltered. Oh, wow. I want you to say what we're all thinking. Too hot for radio. Yeah. No, I want to tell you about something just awful that happened to me just this afternoon and is still happening to me. <laughs> and oh, it's just the f- worst wow. thing. Okay. I am so angry. I, I've chilled out now. Mm-hmm. Um. But man, when this first happened about two hours ago, I was livid, All right. absolutely livid. L- lay it on me. There's this guy I know. Uh-huh. I'm not really friends with him. I probably haven't seen him in over a year. Okay. He's one of those guys. We, you and I both have a mutual friend who's a very friendly and gregarious, outgoing gentleman. Mm-hmm. Lovely man. Mm-hmm. And it seems like anytime you hang out with him or go to a party at his house or something he's arranged, there's always like... At least one or two just new dudes that you've never seen before. Right. And this friend of ours just acts like they've been there the whole time. <laughs> right. And, he, and we can never quite figure out where they came from. Um, mostly they're very nice people. It's almost like a cult leader pulling in followers. Like if, it, I imagine it's like being in a cult where there's just new people that show yeah. up. 
And I've never been in a cult, as far as I know. And yeah. when a new person comes in, it's not. Is it the same as just joining like a book club, or or is it sort of like since we're doing these weird dark rituals in hoods? Yeah. Do you talk, or is there just suddenly more and more like like hooded, robed people? No, I think That's there's just thought, more. Right? There's just more weird cultists, and then you know, crazy Charlie. Right. He's just like, hey, go go make the bed for Sawbones over there. Sawbones is right. is your new boss here at the ranch. <laughs> right. Or just like. Get him a bed rolling a dozen eggs, Jack. That's right. It's it's so so. I imagine it's the same sort of thing. There's just new yeah. people there, and none of us talk about it because that's just the way this this is socially structured. Yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. And it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not complaining about making new friends and meeting new people. Right. Which is, that I know it, it does sound a little bit like that. Well, I'm complaining now, guys. We're a pro friend. Yeah. Let's except for a, this let's one. Let's take a stand right now. Except for this one. Except for this one time. This one guy. So I get this text. That says, hey, this is name redacted. Uh-huh. I have a new number now. Here's my new number. That text was sent to 605 people. <laughs> what? Yeah. And from what I've gathered from the 9,000 texts I've received in the last two hours, some of these are people that don't even know this guy. Holy Some cow. of them are people he went on one Tinder date with years ago. This is kind of awesome. What, I, what I've gotten into is, and it's f***ing, I have, it's the weirdest thing. And talk about 21st century problems. Because also, when I was climbing the ladder up to the gondola to meet uh, you here for the recording, I was thinking, like, imagine me trying to explain this to my great-grandfather who sailed across the sea from mm-hmm. Finland and right. crossed the plains in a, in a cart with a horse. It'd be rough, man. How yeah. would you explain it? You'd have to explain it like letters. You'd have, it'd be like yeah. getting 9,000 letters on the same day. Or like pamphlets. But they're all referring to thing. each other. Yeah. They're all referring to each other. Yeah, like you're Santa Claus. It would. It'd be like being Santa Claus. Yeah. Like a robo Santa Claus. And just the whole army of Pony Express guys comes up with bag after bag of mail and That's dumps right. it on you. But it's not just, they don't just show up with a bag of mail and dump it at your feet. Uh-huh. A postman walks up to oh, you. Oh, they hold it in front of your eyes. Yeah, a postman walks up to you, taps you on the shoulder. Uh-huh. Makes you turn around and then holds the letter up. And then you kind of glance at it. And then someone else taps you on the shoulder. And that's just going on forever. Wow. And so, so these, these sons of guns, I'm just so upset by this. Um, so you- the guy, I sort of feel bad for the original guy. He says that uh, he got a new phone at the Sprint store. And this moron <laughs> at the store is like, oh, here, I've got the service to let everyone know. About your new number. Oh, so this is a service done by the phone company? Done by the phone company, which apparently is to send a mass text to 605 <laughs> people. And uh, on my Sky phone, because we were all issued Sky phones by uh, Senior Oro Del Burro. They're, uh-huh. they're wonderful. Right. I got the Sky phone one because okay. it's brand new. It's awesome. It's beautiful. There's this feature. You're supposed to be able to click you know, the info button and then click leave this conversation. And, uh, and you're supposed to be able to leave. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. No, it doesn't work. No, there's 600 people on here. I thought that always worked. No, it doesn't work at all. Maybe it works when there's not 600 people. That's, has it evolved into any sort of conversation? Like, has it Dude, t- it's turned fu- into its own like, coffee shop culture world? Yeah, so that was the thing. Is Immediately, I was like, well, surely these people know not to reply all. No, these assholes... Are doing the same thing? They're all replying and, sh- and stuff. Like for people, Okay, first of all, the first dozen or so idiots. Uh-huh. And forgive me, because I'm unchained, man. This is bright and unchained. This has really got you hot. Gone wild. Wow. <clears throat> the first couple idiots thought, 
that it was like one of those new phone, I need your number situations. Oh, so you got lots of... Oh. But he's already, obviously, he's got our numbers. So all these responses like, oh, it's Jeff. <laughs> this is Bob in Pocatello. <laughs> oh, it's Jimmy in Bakersfield. We work together on the everyone thing. everyone answering on this is baby boomer age, probably. Right, and there's a bunch of those because there's people just typing the word unsubscribe. Uh, there's people saying... Please stop texting me. I don't want these texts. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, not getting... Like, that's obviously grandma. Mm. But then there's people that just think it's super funny because we're all anonymous. No one has each other's numbers. So it gets, gets silly. So it's just f- 4chan in my pocket. <laughs> wow. You know, and then I, I just love this. Um, hey, man, this is super funny. You all need to lighten up. Like, yeah, definitely tell us to lighten up when... <laughs> when a mailman is tapping me on the shoulder every second and it's showing also me this thing. Tone, like you don't know tone in a text message. It's, yeah. it's probably my biggest problem is I, I'm sure I send lots of texts to people where they think I'm just a lunatic, where I'm making some sort of smart ass joke. Yeah. Like sarcasm is very hard to pick up and it's my bread and butter. Yeah, it's true. So I imagine maybe even him saying lighten up is a joke. You know, if you knew him. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's classic Randy telling people to light, lighten up. And then this, this guy says, Whoever said lighten up is a big loser. You have no life. You must be fat and don't get any. Well, so it literally turns into like YouTube comments. Like people start arguing. You must be fat and don't get any uh, female or male genitalia is what he's saying there in, in less kind words. More, more, yeah. You got to be the biggest loser on here. So that's like, that's wow. his nephew. That's the original guy's nephew, I'm guessing. It was eight. Uh, and then people are like just randomly sending pictures of themselves <laughs> that I think they're doing accidentally. People are sending their I location. I love this. This is amazing. Um, you know, delete me, please. <laughs> That's the equivalent of saying kill me. <laughs> yeah. From this text, delete me, please. Well, this is the thing I figured out is... That means um, all these people are getting hundreds and hundreds of texts then, right? Right. This is 600. I mean, imagine that. 600 people all replying. That means there's... I don't know, math. There's like math going on there. Yeah, exponential. That's when that word comes into play. There is a way. Here's the thing is, you know, physician, heal thyself. Uh I can go in and hit info and remove numbers. Okay. Manually, one at a time. (laughs) I can't remove myself, though. I can't unsubscribe. I can't leave the conversation. (laughs) It sounds like this is some sort of philosophical existential thing right here. I, I was able to click do not disturb so that it's at least not like, right. showing Buzzing notifications, but I'm still getting them. It's still, oh, and people are sending like gifts and stuff like, like, oh, boohoo, like a gif of SpongeBob crying because <laughs> that's hilarious. He's a popular gif, man. A lot of SpongeBob. Yeah. Maybe I should just, maybe, you know what? Maybe I should channel this anger into, look, you can even hear it on the podcast. You can hear those weird electronic sounds because mm-hmm. that's what's happening to me. Right, right. Maybe I should channel. Maybe I don't know any of these people. I should just go insane to start <laughs> texting weird pictures. I should just text super high res pictures of myself, my own face, <laughs> it, just my nose it. part, just, the, like just my this. beard. It's getting crazy. I like it. Yeah, let's my, embrace that. Yeah, just lean into it. It really is a a very strange feeling. And then this guy here's a nice guy who says, "Everyone should be thankful that this is your biggest concern and not where your next meal is coming from." Oh. Point like, of yeah, it. of course. No one, no one ever thought of that. It's really, yeah. He's, he's right. Change, um, change your whole perspective. Uh, leave me out, please, or I will report. <laughs> that's definitely someone who doesn't know how to play. That's an old person. Yeah, I don't know who you report 75, to. Yeah, 75. It's like the, people on Facebook threatening, like, Campbell's Soup. Yeah. Like, this is a pri- my private cyber. 
<laughs> yeah. Please delete me. And then the response will be like, we here at Campbell's hope you love our soups. How can we help you? For my day job, I send out our weekly e-newsletter. Mm-hmm. And I got, and you can just unsubscribe. I did, no, I didn't get a reply. Someone got the e-newsletter and then went to our website to find our general information contact thing. Okay. Like, they didn't just respond to the e-newsletter. They didn't subscribe. They, they put this effort into it that said, please remove me from this list. I do not want to do any of these things. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. That's amazing. Yeah. You're getting it. You're opening it. You're How reading it. How much work is that? Yeah. And you're going, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to this book club. That's so That's so amazing. It must be so scary to be an old person that knows nothing about technology. Yeah. Am I, I must, to be these senators up making net neutrality laws as we speak, you know. Yeah. They must be terrified that someone's going to say, what is the internet? Yeah. So they just are kind of all, it's like where everybody's lying, but nobody wants to call each other out. And everybody knows everybody's lying. Yeah. It's like a scene in some Quentin Tarantino movie or something. I don't know. Oh, it is. It's where everyone's got a gun on each other. But yeah, it's like that, but nobody actually up there. If someone said, what is net neutrality? We yeah. explain it to me. Yeah. It would be a bunch of, of just like, um, uh, I don't, well, cyber and, and the pipes and the... Cyber. Yeah. Cyber is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> cyber. I always love it. Uh, old people, when like someone you know will post a Facebook status message mm-hmm. and then grandma responds... Oh, I heard about the new job. I hope it's going well. Love, mm. Grandma. Well, no, it's even better when they do that, where it's love, Grandma, but then they'll, they'll shoehorn in something totally bizarre, like, your grandpa's psoriasis is back. We've been yeah. putting an ointment on it. He's seeing the doctor in the morning. Yeah. Love you. Boy, speaking of Facebook, man, I just I have to delete Facebook forever. Mm-hmm. I got to walk away. Yeah. I need the strength to do that. It's now become a, 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 like a national security issue now, from what yeah. I hear. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as a, to be a good American, you have to get off, the, get off the, the cyber. Well, it used to be, I mean, even only three years ago, you'd delete Facebook because you'd see your old college roommate going on a lavish, lavish vacation, mm-hmm. right? and you'd be jealous. Mm-hmm. You'd think, oh, this is hurting my self-esteem because Their life I want to go to Thailand yeah. and, and ride a tiger around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now it's a whole different thing. Now it's patriotism. It's, it's just the end of the world is happening on your Facebook right, right, right now. Every day. Every day, all the time. That's um, why you need things to cheer you up. Yeah. So you were stressed out by this text. I had something very pleasant happen to me, and that is I, the Super Mario Brothers Odyssey. Oh, man. That's on the Nintendo Switch? Yes. You want to talk about... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you bragging that you have a Switch? Oh, def- That you have a Nintendo? Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to shoehorn that in here. Did you have a Nintendo as a kid along with your cable? I did. And me too. I actually did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I think, I think pretty the, sweet lives we've I'm had. pretty sure it was the Christmas it came out, too. Got that Nintendo Duck Hunt, oh, Super man. Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember the original commercial for The Legend of Zelda? It was a guy like acting it out or a kid acting it out, No, right? it, was, it, was obvious that, it was obvious that whoever made the commercial did not know anything about the game. Oh, really? What's it like? So it's this guy. It's like the Steve Gutenberg-looking guy. And he's in like a turtleneck, and he's just like, it's like performance art or stomp or some yes, shit. Yeah, I, and I he's did. like wandering around just in like this warehouse, and he's literally going, Zelda! That's right. Zelda. Yes. E. <coughs> and God. he's like saying names of the creatures. So he's like, Octorox, Zelda, 
cannon. I totally remember that. I wonder if that was one of those things where they got they didn't know what to do, so they were panicking. Yeah. Like, what do we do? I don't know. What is what is the Legend of Zelda? What is what? Yeah, I got the back then, it was probably like, manual. what is a video game? Yeah. What, what is, is it? It's uh, like a cyber. It's like a, a video game. No. So. I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they're just like, okay, this is called Legend of Zelda. This Japanese company hired us. Yeah. We're supposed to make a commercial. <laughs> this is our budget. Yeah. <laughs> we got a warehouse. We got a warehouse and we got a guy who's a classically trained tap dancer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I got the, the new Mario Odyssey. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's got all kinds of adorable things. Yeah. So that's what's so nice about it. It's such a stressful world. There's, there's something horrible every day, and then you can play a game where you're getting a top hat that's magic, and you throw it on things. You it sounds I mean? wonderful. And you just wander around forests, and it's just it's so adorable. And the thing that weirded me out was up to this point, I'd always assumed that Mario was a human. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in this game, this is the first Mario Brothers game where you run into, there are people, but they're like, they're, it's like you're proportioned, like Mario's proportioned like a hobbit. He's like oh. cartoon, he's, like if Mickey Mouse was the size of a hobbit compared to the people. So he's half as tall as when you run into people, but the people have tiny heads and they're, they're skinny. and Like, are they just normal looking or like yeah, Sims looking people? They're like Sims. And Mario oh. looks like a, a little tiny Shrek compared to them. That's interesting. And I, it's the first time I've ever played it thinking, is Mario not human? Is he some kind of alien? Or I thought they were humans who went in, down a sewer pipe and, and then found some turtles. <laughs> There's turtles, but I mean, what Toad, is, is, is he an actual mushroom? They're, well, yeah, they're the Mushroom Kingdom That's right. people. Is he, he's not, Toad is not actually a mushroom, is no, he? No, he's like a boy. It's a boy with a mushroom hat and a but vest. You, but I mean, you, you, if you cooked him in butter and black pepper, he's, is he going to turn into like a steak or is he going to turn into a mushroom? No, he's going to, like he's a, not vegan. <laughs> he's going to be, he's not vegan be, friendly. It's going to be like a little meaty mushroom. No, <laughs> no, it's not going to be a meat substitute for your vegan burger. <laughs> yeah. Like what is, I don't even know what Toad is. Like it, it's shocking enough. We just found out that Mario punches Yoshi in the back of the head to make him grab stuff with his tongue. Did you see that controversy about a what? month ago? No. So they finally asked the, the creator of, of Yoshi. I don't know if it's the same guy that did. It must be the same guy that does, yeah. that does everything in Mario. Uh, I forgot his name. Miyamoto, um, I want to say. It's, yeah, that might be it. Or I don't know. Yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes, okay. Lovely man. So someone asked him about, about Yoshi, the giant lizard thing that Mario right. rides around dinosaur, on. Dinosaur, I thought. He's yeah. a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what he is, huh? It, and it, <laughs> even the website I read this article on about how, how the inter- they asked him in an interview what, if he's punching Yoshi because someone noticed it looks like Mario's just punching Yoshi in the back of the head and then his tongue comes out and he grabs yeah. stuff. And then he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's punching and making him spit his tongue out. And it's like, wow, I'm, I'm seeing Mario in a whole new light. Wow, yeah. So he's, I thought Yoshi was a sidekick, perhaps an equal, but he's really just a tool. He's, he's, he's like a horse. He's like a but, living car. But, he's, but he's, he's like the, I don't know, he's beat though. He's like a horse that you beat. I guess you beat racehorses. It's like a demolition derby car if you compare him to a car. It's a car you just absolutely don't care if you're wrecking into shit. 
Oh yeah, because you do get, you get hit by Bullet Bob and Yoshi mm. just falls away. Right, and, and then you're off fine. The screen, you're you, fine. You bail. You just yeah. jump. You jump off him like Ghost Ride that that Yoshi. And then you, you get another one later. <laughs> like, just there's replace them. It's like it's like a Pony Express horse. It's crazy. There's, yeah, you run them till they die. Right. Is it so? Is is it not the same Yoshi every time? This is something I sort of always thought it was the same Yoshi, but I don't know how my little kid mind rationalized that necessarily. Because clearly these are different eggs. There's even different colored Yoshis. You know, there's like a yellow Yoshi. Yeah, and they have different They have different powers. Or... They can blow fire. They can fly or whatever. So, but I always sort of assumed it was like his soul in every Yoshi. Like it was still Yoshi. It was like almost like yeah. a reincarnation or something. Yeah. Huh. Just like it's just happening at a really fast pace. But then if, if Mario's not human, this changes do you everything. Know what, do you know what Yoshi... Let's, before we get to Mario not being human, one other thought on Yoshi... This is like uh, Groundhog Day or, or like the day... Or what's the Tom Cruise one? Oh, yeah. Uh, day After Tomorrow or uh, something about... Edge t- of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So he dies and starts over. That's what Yoshi yeah, does. in a different place. In a different place, in a different... He looks kind of different sometimes, but that's what he does over and over. Just keeps dying and starting over. So he's just cannon fodder for this, this war against Koopa. But if, if, if Mario's not human, that shifts my whole per- perception of this. Okay, yeah. So, so it makes it that. like it's fine if you punch him in the back of the head because that's just what you do with Yoshi's. It doesn't hurt. You just hit. It's the same as tapping someone on the shoulder. It's in, same as texting somebody. In Mario's culture, in the whatever in, creature in whatever Mario is? yeah, in whatever bizarre dimension they're from, that's just what you do with Yoshi's. So it's like a Star Trek thing. You've got to sort of accept that 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 Mario's culture is that way. No, not even like it's not hurting Yoshi. It's just that. Like, oh. just that's what you do. Oh, okay. So okay. you just, you punch him in the back of the head, and then he's like, oh, okay, got it. And then he sticks his tongue out and grabs something. Oh, so this is, mu- he's much more like a, a well-trained dog or something. Right. It's the same as, you know, a verbal command for your dog. That was taught through positive reinforcement, where you're giving him treats and stuff. Yeah, you just punch him, and it's like punching one of those balls from elementary school. I'll buy that. It doesn't hurt. Like they're, they're real. Yoshi's a rubbery looking. Yeah, he's a big rubbery guy. He just was born, so his his bones aren't going to be all hard yet. That's so right. He, so his freshly sc- hatched. So the skull is probably really kind of bouncy. Might not even have a skull. <laughs> doesn't look probably like. Probably I don't. I don't. He probably doesn't have bones. His he's head's like a, probably filled with helium, even. Yeah, because sometimes like, he can boop, float boop. up. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yoshi is a sentient beach ball. He kind of is. That's why they've never explicitly... Have they ever called him a dinosaur? Like, explicitly said that? I think that? we maybe just assumed that. Yeah. No, it's a, he's a sentient Just like we assumed ball. that Mario was a human. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, goes to show. I'm telling you, late at night, the first <laughs> human I ran, ran into, I was like, what is this tiny little man? I was like, what is this? Yeah. Isn't Mario and all them human? Shouldn't everyone look like Mario? It would literally make him like Shrek, like this freak. Yeah, like when, in the Treehouse of Horror, when Homer was 3D and came into the real world. Right. Yeah, so what, no, exactly. That's exactly what he would look like. So how do the people react to Mario? Are they terrified and screaming and run no, away? They, <laughs> they should. No, they just, they just chat with him. Well, that cha- that's another shift in my viewpoint. In, w- in what way? That somehow in our world, it's normal. That, so it's not our world, obviously, because in our world, it's not normal to have Mario's running around. Yeah. So even the human world we're seeing is still not our world. Well, it's sort of... It's some world where it's like, it's like that Will Smith movie where there's goblins. No, I, I'm actually just got to a, a world called New Donk City. 
And it's kind of like 1950s, 1960s New York vibe. Even yeah. the stuff that people are saying is very, like... Oh, I love it. So, very, uh, like, Clark Kent kind of vibe. Is it a linear game, or is it open world? It's, it's both. So, it's open world <laughs> in the sense that you can kind of do whatever you want at, at any time, but then you can just continue along the storyline and then mm. go back to the worlds to, like, oh, okay. find missing stuff. But it definitely has a storyline. It's, cool. it's, it's pretty amazing. It's been a lighthearted journey. It's just been real shocking when I always assumed that the Mario brothers were, were humans. Yeah, I thought they were Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Right, right. That's kind of the vibe I got from them as well. Definitely. When I, when I played that original game, I definitely got a Leguizamo vibe mm-hmm. from Luigi. That's what I thought too. Um, back to cyber. Okay. Facebook's listening to my conversations, by the way. And I'm reminded of this because uh, I was looking at the new Mario game at okay. Target. I picked right. it up uh-huh. and it was saying, boy, I really want to play this new Mario game. And then as soon as I opened Instagram, the top thing was an ad for the new Mario game. Wow, that's so creepy. So either they're listening to my voice or they have me like in a spy movie where there's a bunch of hackers in a dark <laughs> room looking at satellite imagery. They know that I literally touched the Mario game, yeah. which they might. Yeah, who knows? Um, there's been a few things, and Facebook keeps denying it, but they're wording it in such a way that it can be like truthful, but but not but truthful. Strangely, yeah, big. they're like they're like the Facebook app does not utilize your phone's microphone to search for keywords or something not, like okay, that. Okay, but um, the the biggest weird one is I was driving in my car and I was singing the jingle to a local bail bonds company. Okay. The old radio jingle. Wow. That had, very specific. That I have, yes, very specific. Okay. I wasn't near Beehive Bail Bonds, <laughs> but I was singing, Stuck in jail again, call a Beehive Bail Bonds, Beehive Bail Bonds. I love, I love local jingles are the best. Man. I love imagining the recording studio. Oh, yes. Of the guy with his headphones on, and he's <laughs> probably got like long hair and a Hawaiian shirt. Well, it's, it's like, like, okay, Beehive Bail Bonds, take three. <laughs> It's like that scene in uh, that Coen Brothers movie. Don't they do yeah, a commercial? Yeah, in, uh, in Inside Lewin Davis? Yeah. When they're doing the Please Mr. Kennedy song. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> that might be my favorite movie scene of the last 10 years. It's, it's pretty incredible. Outer? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, what's his name? The Star Wars kid yeah, is great. Yeah, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's the best. But So then I get home, and I open Facebook, and there's Beehive Veil Bonds, an ad. That's... There is no possible other explanation for why that would be served to me in that moment. Yeah. And so ever since I noticed that, it's been happening again and again. And I heard a podcast about it where they tried to say that it's not that they're listening, but they're collecting so much other data that they can pinpoint the stuff. But no, they're listening. Well, I mean, well, what other data? No, they're listening. I mean, they're like, oh, they know that you're friends with these people, and you know that uh, they're, they posted this, and so they might think, you know, stuff like that. But no, forget it. They're yeah. Listening. Uh, they are. That's what I was just thinking about, is I have my phone in my pocket. I saw a YouTube video where they, they said, like, we're going to prove this. We don't have a cat. Oh, yeah. I watched this, actually. Yeah. We don't have a cat. We have no interest in getting cats. We're allergic to cats. We've never owned a cat. So they just made it a point over the next few days to mention cat food over and over, and then got a Facebook ad for cat food. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting <coughs> and kind of and real creepy. Yeah. But, I mean, the first time I heard about how angry... Does this weird like bunching up of blankets? 
Well, speaking of oh, <laughs> speaking of hackers, I know right right hacked. in the middle of that no filter, tell us how you really feel rant. I got a big message on my recording device that said mm. system overload, right. which I've never seen that coincidence. Message before. I think not. Also, it was a black background with green letters, right, and a, a flashing skull and everything. Flashing skull, yep. and it just said you got served by definitely. King Haxor. That's definitely the internet. Yeah. Anyway, Facebook's great. We like it. We love it. Yeah. It's, it's, what happens if you talk about Facebook into the Facebook listening thing? Does it just, is it like how when Kirk would outsmart the, the, the robots on the original series and they'd explode? Yeah. When he'd like introduce a paradox to them? This man never lies. <laughs> Everything he tells you is true. I repeat, this man cannot lie. I am telling a lie. Yeah. But if he can't lie, oh. then what he's saying is, is true. But if it's true, then he's lying. Kirk isn't all just good looks and muscle and fitness. He, he also has got the mind. There, got the there's, mind quite, there's quite a few episodes where he outsmarts a robot by doing that exact trick. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. <clears throat> so that's all we got to do is just next time you got Facebook open on your phone, just start talking about Facebook, and it'll create some sort of loop. You'll lose a phone, obviously, and like, like those right. dramatic videos where the batteries overheat. The I've already lost my phone. My phone is, is literally freezing up because of all these texts. So <laughs> I'm, That's what's sad is because of this bull I'm dealing with. Sorry, I'm going off again. I'm going to have to change my number and get a new phone. You should. Change I your name I will never even. escape this. I'm going to have to change my name. Gonna I'm going to have be... to shave my mustache, gonna... dye my hair black. Yeah, it's going to become like uh, The Fugitive. You're mm-hmm. going to be just like Harrison Ford in that. You're going to be eating oranges and making fake IDs. Right. The fugitive hunting for the person who is the original person of this of this phone number. If that weird sentence that's, makes that's sense, that's exactly what it is. I love that movie. I'll watch that movie every I'll time it's on. Movie. Yeah, me too. How many times do you think you've seen it? I'll, I'll bet I've seen it a dozen times. I bet I've seen it as many times as movies that I really like and deliberately watch over and over again. Uh, that's a good way to characterize it too. It's also. Always an accident, it seems it's like. Because it's on cable all the time. I guess it's been a few years since I've had cable. Because mm-hmm. now I'm not going to be browsing through Netflix. Well, maybe I am. If it was on Netflix and I saw it there, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's such a fugitive. Uh, but it was always, you'd just be flipping through the channels on a Sunday night, and, oh, we're, we're at the part where he jumps off the waterfall. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch this. Watch a few minutes of this. And then, like, it's been an hour suddenly. You yeah. Know? Next thing you know, it's at the end. Well, speaking of 80s heartthrobs. Could the, could the fugitive, before we move on, could, could right. that even happen now with, with, we're talking about technology and the internet and Facebook. Could you even hide out like him, you think? Because hmm. there's something about, you know, before things got so connected, you sort of could just go to another town. I, I, I was reading a, a serial killer book, and oh, the yeah. dude just would leave town and go to another town 30 miles away and just start his life over killing. And, and, just would, tell- and the cops wouldn't be able to catch yeah. him because, you know, there's no internet. Well, that's H.H. H. Holmes. So he'd, right. just, he'd go to a new town and say, oh, my name's Harvey Hanksmanson, <laughs> right. and I am a lawyer. And then he'd just be a lawyer. So could Harrison Ford actually do that now? Could you just go to another hospital? What did he do? He was working at, at another... Another hospital, right? As a janitor? Oh, it's no. like a janitor, huh? Or did he go in and steal a lab coat? He stole a lab coat. he did something he to also, get blood samples. Yeah, he also went in to, to sneak in where the guy was making the fake arms and, and yeah. prosthetic legs and stuff. Yeah. I but all he, he did was he shaved his beard and dyed his hair black. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> and then went back to his own workplace. 
Was it his own workplace? Yeah, because that was his hospital, because the whole thing was, uh... all right, you know what? Yeah, we got to do this, We're I guess. This. Next week. Fugitive. We're going to watch, yeah, let's watch The Fugitive. Oh, man, I'm so excited to watch The Fugitive. All right, hold that thought then. Sweet. <laughs> this changes everything. My mood just did a 180. Okay, good. It's like Mario just threw a cake at my face. Right. And covered me in glitter. I, I think it happened. I yeah. can see a, a change in you. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Um, okay, well, speaking of, uh, of our 80s heartthrobs, though, I finally watched... One of your favorite movies. Yes. The Thing. The Thing. I love Kurt it. Russell, what, 1982? Yep. John Carpenter. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally saw it. Very scary. It's pretty scary. Incredible right? special effects. Do you think it holds up? I guess that's my main question. I guess my thing is I was just confused by a lot of the plot stuff. Okay. Um, it was scary. It was gruesome. And I, it's one of those things where you've seen so many parodies of it by this time that you maybe didn't even yeah, realize, yeah. like on Simpsons or whatever. Yeah. Like any classic movie is like that, that you watch and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I have seen it because of all these other things aping it. Right. No, it's uh, the special effects were what I was most impressed by. They were disgusting. They're, dis- they're incredible. Was it all, I mean, it must have been it's all stop motion? It's a, like little, bit of, a, a little bit of stop motion. And- but it was a lot of practical effects and a lot of like little like robots with covered in latex. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's awesome. Animatronics, I guess. So my, um, my question is, I just after it ended, I was so confused. I still, and you've seen it a bunch, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't get how the thing works or what it is. It's, I know that it, I know that it uh, is some sort of shapeless beast yeah. that can take on any other form. Okay. <clears throat> But, like, why does, it, why does it ever need to change ever? When it infected the first guy, uh-huh. why didn't it just stay that guy the whole time? Why didn't he? Yeah, and then, so why, and then why do they turn into, like, those gross monster mutant things? And then is he actually... I, here's another thing I don't get, is the thing is actually taking over your own body, and oh. then your body gets mutated, and then your body goes back to looking like normal? No. Or does it kill you and, like, and then it turns into you? It replaces you. Okay. But at a cellular, cellular level. So it's like you're being replaced as a, as a person. Like, it's not like you're transforming it. Or maybe you do get all gross and then go back to looking normal. Because I'd find people who were, like, in mid-thing. That's right. And the one dude's and arms be all like, crazy. Yeah, they'd be all screwed up and tentacly and their skin's popping out. So does it have to, like... So if I'm the thing... Do I have to then turn into a gross monster, like bite you, and then like I go inside your body and turn you into a gross monster before it, turning back into you? I, I always thought it was like a virus, so it just had to get in your bloodstream. Yeah. Through either your mouth or whatever, and then it just... Okay, I got a lot of questions to, to ask you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what actually makes me really like movies. The more questions I have, the more I think about a film and the more I really like it. So yeah. Attest to me, I, I, I love movies that end kind of ambiguous, like The Thing is a perfect example. Oh, totally, example, yeah. Where you don't exactly know, like, it, it's, it's open for, for interpretation. But I've always wondered, is The Thing, because The Thing is also smart and stupid at the same time. Yeah. So when it looks like a human, it seems like it can reason like a human, and it's smart and, and being sneaky, but then yeah. it'll just turn into a monster and just seems like it's mindless, like, rage monster. Yeah, that's what weirded me out, so... And so I don't like know. there's one guy that they, they're examining and they maybe suspect that he's the thing, 
And then suddenly his stomach turns into a mouth, and then his head rolls away, right. and turns into the spider head thing. And he just, and it just makes me think that the, you know, the thing has a terrible, terrible temper. Yeah, and he's always just trying to stay calm. And then oh, when he, and then when is. he like, and then when the yeah. thing kind of loses his temper, he's like, "Fuck it, my face is splitting in half, my arms are tentacles, I'm gonna kill everyone." That's what it is. Yeah, he's like, "All right, I tried." My other question <laughs> is, what is is the thing? Does each part of the thing have its own mind like is it is yeah a, that's what they figured a, out is it a collective blood, right? mind because it because there's by the end there should be like 20 things in there you know are those all different autonomous things or do they work together somehow yeah is it like the borg because because the one guy's head turns into a spider and splits from his body when the heads split from the body are those now two things with different minds or is every single cell a mind yeah, that's that, what I think it is. Because if you watch, did you see Life, the octopus space movie that rips off Alien this year? No, I loved it. That was Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, and Deadpool Ryan, what's his name? The Deadpool guy, Ryan Reynolds. But it's be, it's like beat for beat like Alien. Oh, it funny. follows the plot so closely; it, it's hilarious. But in that, it starts out as a cellular like they find like one tiny little cell on a flower or something on Mars. Yeah. Or no, in a rock sample. And then when they give it water and heat it up, it starts multiplying, but every single cell is, is the mind. So the, it gets bigger and bigger, but it's Interesting. still... And so little pieces of it are, yeah. are its mind also. Like you can't, you can't kind of kill it by cutting its head off because everything's a head. But if that was the but case... But that still would mean lots of multiple minds, right? Yeah, and if that was the case, then just one little bit of the thing could have just scampered away into the corner yeah, and then let the, ma- the rest of them... That's, kill each other. that's all I thought about as a little kid. I, I guess mean, maybe that's what it did. It, it, we don't know. I, I thought about this movie a ton when I was little. Yeah. Because it just, for one, it freaked me out. But it also had such a cool, mysterious, you don't know who the thing is. You yeah. No one trusts each, each other, you know. And then in the scenes where the, the bodies would split open and, and turn into the crazy monsters, I would notice how much blood and slime and stuff was everywhere. And I, even as a kid, I was like, well, every one of those things, just that splatter of blood on the wall is the thing. Yeah. So you could burn the rest of it, and there would be just a tiny little, like, sentient blood splatter walking down the wall, right? That's what I thought. The other thing I didn't understand is it seemed like some of the people turning into the thing maybe didn't know they were the thing. Is that possible, too? Like, it's almost like just getting a fever or something. You don't feel well. And you well, because Kurt you don't... Russell's big, he kept saying, I know I'm not an alien. Right. So deal with that. Nobody seemed like they knew they were an alien, though, that turned into to the thing. And when he, Okay, well, when he's doing the blood test... Yeah, that's a good question. So he's doing the blood test, and it's all suspenseful. They wait until he proves through their blood that they're the thing. And then it goes... And then they turn into the big monsters. Right. So if they knew they were the thing, and they know that their turn's coming up, why would and they're they going to get, get found get out... Why wouldn't they jump on them? Yeah, why wouldn't they... Maybe they're waiting for the blood to jump to startle them. Yeah. It's co- or it's coordinated because is that also the thing, the blood yeah. in the thing? Yeah. Or maybe they don't know somehow. But it's not like a... But this is what I love about it's it. It's not like a parasite. It's like a replacement. Well, is it a parasite? It's sort of... Because it's sort of a big, a, a big metaphor for like a, a disease, right? Or a virus. I guess. It's, it's very similar to like The Walking Dead or something where it's yeah. like... You don't want... It's probably exactly like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because every zombie's it's got its own zombie mind. 
I don't know. I, I always assumed it because they do the blood draws. I always viewed it as like a disease. Like yeah, that makes like, sense. But that's only because of you know, they literally draw blood <laughs> with the thing in it. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't know why the thing waited until it was exposed to then attack. Well, that goes back to the question: Is the thing smart or stupid? And it must be smart because it's able to still function as the person, unless it because it does it gets it has to get their memories, or else it would be way easy to yeah to know who the thing is. Right? Could just be, be like, "What's your <laughs> wife's name?" I don't know. <laughs> the, the one that couldn't even speak English. Yeah. The one that just like grunted and didn't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it has to take like. Why is Frank naked? <laughs> Yeah, Frank. Why is Frank eating dog food? <laughs> Frank, get over here. We got to find out who the thing is. Quit eating that dog food. Go put some underwear on. Oh, and so Blair Wilford Brimley, who goes crazy right off the bat, which is that'd be me. I'd just go crazy. Yeah, but so he, was he the thing the whole time? No, that that's another question I've had for years and years, and I've watched this dozens of times. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite movies. I think the thing gets him after they lock him out in the shed. Yeah. Like, but I mean, probably after he did the hangman's noose, like, <laughs> death threat. Oh, thing. yeah. I've always loved that scene. Yeah. He's just, you gotta let me out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting real tired or something. That's, In the background, there's a hangman's noose. Yeah. That's the youngest I've ever seen him, and he still looked like he was 90 years old. I know, he must be 25 there. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's still kicking. I know he is. Wow, he's... He he did. He's one of those guys that just was old immediately. We were, yeah, we were just talking about that. Like Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's one of them. Yeah. He's one of them! <laughs> He's one of those old young guys! Old, old young men. <laughs> what was your other questions that I could answer? Um, so I, I, know it's I don't a, think I addressed any of your questions. I know it's a... Well, it's just important to, to get it out in the open. Okay. I know that it's an Arctic research station. Right. But really, what were they doing? Because we don't see them doing any work. I think they just wanted to get away from their wives. <laughs> so like, just let's, a, let's just go really far so away. The, we'll have tons of booze. It's like an yeah, extended table. bachelor party type thing. Yeah, it's like, real, it's like the saddest idea of a man cave ever. That's true. Like that some like, 12-year-old has. Uh, I'm just going to have this fort with a... Uh, computer with yeah, chess on it and so, a pinball machine and records and pretty tons sweet. of scotch. But it shows, that, it shows that they're bored as well because the one guy's watching a rerun of a game show because he's so right. bored. Yeah, so they're all sitting around not doing anything. Kurt Russell is he's a, the pilot. He's a pilot at the helicopter pilot. The rest of the guys are scientists in the most generic movie sense. Yeah, because Blair is a doctor in terms of, like, he's a general practitioner. But is that just I guess they, he's there in case they get sick. Yeah, I think he's the doctor for the group. <coughs> so he's, he's a useful member of the party, along with Kurt Russell's character, R.J. McCready. I don't know. They had a bunch of computers. Wilfred Brimley breaks a bunch of computers, right? And they all seem to be trained soldiers. Because they, they were all really handy with, like, weapons and stuff. Is it the Army Corps of Engineers or something? I get... I mean, it's... Do they I do guess, stuff like but that? why are they there? Are they, I mean, are they really just there to like write down what temperature it is every day and how fast the wind's going and yeah, that I, helps I, science? Somehow? I got a slight feeling that they were some kind of meteorologists or something. I right? mean, that, I don't know what else there is to do there. Well, the, the Norwegians were there. Were they there for the spaceship they found? Or did they? Well, I got to rewatch it. It's been a while. Well, have you seen the new one or the recent one? The, the new prequel. one that came out seven years ago? Because <laughs> yeah. that's it, about the Norwegians, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I, I hmm. It's, have you seen it? No. It's one of those movies, 
Do you want me? It's not really a spoiler, but it, it's one of those movies that touches, just like how Rogue One touches oh, yeah, Star it, Wars. It ends with them chasing the dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But does it say what they're doing? Or what? <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense. It's pretty clever. No, but I mean, why are they in Antarctica? That it's been a while since it's been probably a couple years since okay. I've watched it. But I, it's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like it could be worse. That's probably well, that's good. That's probably the best way to review it. It's no it's yeah. no classic like the one you watched. Yeah. But it definitely was better than I thought it would be. And I, it's got Ramona Flowers, the actress, Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, yeah. Bay. We'll call her Bay. Bay. <laughs> she's the best. I love her. Oh, so that's the second movie she's in where she's like trapped in a bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, what, what's it called? Mockingbird um, Lane. Cloverfield 13, Lane. 13 Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, right. Clover, yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's true. She is another, it's very bunker-like, huh? Yeah. It's very claustrophobic. I, I love that movie. The whole feel of it, even the soundtrack. The real, it's kind of like minimalist. The thing, like, or the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised Yo, the that John it was, Carpenter uh, thing. I was surprised that it was Ennio Morricone doing a soundtrack because it was just a bunch of sort of uh, it's, droney it's kind so of classic. noises. And yeah, I love it. I think it fits the film so well. Yeah, I think the nice thing about all these questions is definitely one or more of our listeners, I think, can guide us through this. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure our, our listener base is very thing heavy. I actually just bought the the short story it's based on. Oh but yeah, ca- that's from like the 50s, right? It's even earlier. The the movie, the first version of the thing oh, yeah. is from the 50s and it's called The Thing from Another Planet. Yeah. The book is called Who Goes There. <laughs> what a weird title. It's yeah, but it's that very must be like an old book. it's yeah. very transatlantic like roaring 20s. Yeah. Like, the new book from blah, blah, blah. Sensational. Who goes there? Who goes there? Who indeed? <laughs> what is this thing that stalks in the night? <laughs> See, can't you feel that vibe? The totally? snowy deserts of Antarctica. Who goes there? <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love to hear the, the radio ad yeah. from 1922. The sensational new book that breaks the bounds of science fiction and horror. <laughs> this could be happening right now. This could happen to you. And it would be stuff that's, that's amazing to an early 20s man, but to us it would be laughable. Like, yeah. Would you believe a man goes to Antarctica? Flying around in their gyrocopter <laughs> machines. <laughs> yeah, that would be like a selling point. Planes that can take straight up <laughs> off the ground, up and down. <laughs> yeah, so I actually just, just got that book. Electric calculation devices <laughs> used for chess. Oh yeah, the ch- how'd you like that? When he just pours his whiskey, it seemed really impulsive. It did, right? It yeah. seemed like he wouldn't really fit. Just that personality trait wouldn't mix well with a bunch of guys in a high pressure pressure situation, all yeah. together with no one else around for a thousand miles. Well, then there's that other guy with the crazy eyes, who's obviously like a crazy like Vietnam vet. Yeah, kind of vibe. Like, is, why was he there? Is he, he's not a scientist, right? He must be another driver or yeah. something, like a snowplow driver. Yeah. Well, somebody knows. Right. Con- contact we'll, us on we'll Facebook. I'm glad um, you liked it. I lo- it's one of my favorite movies. I love yeah. it so much. And, and it's inspiring because later I'm, I'm going to, on the way home, buy a bottle of scotch and pour it into my phone's headphone jack. That's right. And that'll be the end of that. <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. Mass text thing. That's right. Oh, well, this is interesting. Okay. Sorry, we paused recording there for a while because we got a knock on the gondola door. Uh, yeah. Which is weird because you have to climb a ladder to get up here. But we do have a little porch. A long ladder. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little chilly. 
tonight. Yeah, it was a telegram. A nice little, nice little bellhop looking guy mm-hmm. giving us a telegram. It's sensational. Senior Oro Del Burro. Yep, that's was his so CEO. he was so pleased with Stephen King Month, where we last month we discussed four adaptations of Stephen King films. So pleased. He was so pleased. First of all, he's given us a full season order. That's right. Full season of podcast shows. He has purchased, well, I mean, speaking of the thing, mm-hmm. uh, here on Mount Smog, there is a, uh, an old telescopic observatory right. that they used to use for science. He has purchased that, is converting it into a Cineramidome theater. Yes. He's going to use it to give us private screenings. Oh, look at this. A voucher for a free small popcorn. You, oh, and a medium soda. And a medium soda for, per, per show. Right, yeah. And guess what? The first one, The Fugitive. I know. What are the chances, man? That's amazing. You would think almost he has some sort of listening device up here. It, does that seem like a coincidence to you that we talked about The Fugitive earlier and now the first movie we're going to watch in the cine... What's it called? The, the, cine, the Cinerama Dome? Cinerama Dome is The Fugitive? That does seem a little, little, little on point. Yeah. I mean, that was only minutes ago. I wonder I if he know. does have listening devices besides these, these two microphones in front of our faces. <laughs> but the show like, isn't live. It's almost as if something in this room is recording our voices, our very, very speeching. All right, hold still. We can't talk. We're just going to have to write things down. Right. We've got to find this bug. All right, anyway, uh, watch The Fugitive and join us next week as we discuss it. And, and I'm so excited. I'm very excited as well. All right. Thanks. Yeah, get, get to us on Facebook.com. <laughs> As I was just saying, I'm going to delete it, and then I say, oh, that's the best way to reach us. Because I don't want to check our email. I just, I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't know why. It stresses me out. It's fine. It gives me anxiety to we, check our we email. We do what we want, man. Yeah. We've already been told the season is a full success. You know? Yeah. It's fine. We are golden. All right. Well, a glass of scotch to you, sir. <laughs>